Hi, my name is Kirk Kinder, and this is Saving Yourself from Wall Street, the podcast for people who want to avoid Wall Street's sales tactics, high cost, and conflicted advice so they can take control of their financial life. So let's get to it. In today's episode of the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast, we are honored to have Cindy Stevens from Personal Financial Solutions. At Personal Financial Solutions, Cindy serves as a daily money manager for her clients. Now, if you don't know what a daily money manager is, you're not alone. In fact, I think most Americans have no idea what a daily money manager is. But it's quickly becoming a critical component of the financial industry, especially as baby boomers age. So rather than get into what a daily money manager does in the intro, We're going to talk with Cindy about what a daily money manager does on a day-to-day basis and how you can find someone reputable if the need arises. So without further ado, here's my interview with Cindy. So uh, Cindy, welcome to the show. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Kurt, for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, so let's let's kind of just jump into it because like I said at the outset, a lot of people have no idea what a daily money manager is. So what what is a daily money manager? A daily money manager is someone who helps you in that, say, donut hole between being able to take care of your day-to-day bill payments and dealing with the paperwork, um, insurance explanation of benefits and matching them up with your medical bills uh, to make sure you're paying the correct amount, um, and the time when, say, your power of attorney would take over or a guardian or your children completely taking over, where you still want to have control of your own finances, but you just need a little extra help to keep things organized, remind you about bills, make sure things are paid on time, have a, a third party set of eyes looking at something that say, you know, might be able to say, oh, this insurance looks a little high or your coverage doesn't match where you are now. Um, just crossing the T's, dotting the I's. Um, a lot of times it's helping people who are physically or mentally unable to keep up with their day-to-day bill payments. Other times it's people that are just so busy traveling and enjoying their retirement that they don't have time to keep up with it. And they want to make sure that somebody is keeping up and keeping the lights on at home and keeping things uh, straight. Okay. So, so typically you're probably looking at somebody who in most cases is, is elderly. The daily money managers, yeah, they work with uh, different groups. Um, many daily money managers, I think the majority of them work with seniors. Um, however, there are subsets of uh, daily money managers. There's uh, people that I've met at our annual conferences that work with um, divorcing people. Um, they work, I've had other people that work only with the uh, young high net income couples that are trying to find their way with all this new income and trying to teach them how to budget and stay on a budget. Uh, there's, there's little niches for that, but most of, most of the daily money managers have a majority of their clients in the senior base or some in that. So it's, it's wide open as to, you never know who's going to need help. Um, I have a number of clients that are uh, adults living on their own. However, they are, um, dependence on their taxes uh, for their parents because they are mentally um, challenged um, so that they, they're able to live on their own, but there's no way that they could keep up with 
making sure their bills are paid or, or they've exhibited a history of not being able to do that. So um, I'm not a family member, so you don't get all of that static in the relationship of, um, you know, mom telling me or dad telling me or brother telling me. Uh, it helps them to maintain their in independence, but safely. Okay. So, so obviously you're, you're involved in a lot of the financial aspects for people. So another question would be like, what, why doesn't my financial advisor or CPA do this? What, what's the difference there? Um, daily money managers typically do not sell products. So um, you will have people that are daily money managers that are also financial advisors, CPAs, uh, lawyers, all types of uh, other uh, professions in there. Um, but a strictly a daily money manager, um, how I practice is I don't sell any products. So I'm not trying to sell them annuities. I'm not trying to get them to put their retirement funds in with me. I'm not a financial advisor where I'm telling them where to invest. I'm helping them to budget and make sure their bills are paid on time. And when I see that there is a need for uh, either a discussion with their financial advisor or their CPA, bringing that to the attention of the client and saying, this is what I see, and this is the outcomes that could possibly happen. We need to talk to an expert in this area and bring in part of that, that team. As a daily money manager, I work with clients, either the professionals they already have set up, or when I find out sometimes the professionals that they've been working with have retired or maybe passed away many years ago, and they weren't aware of it because they weren't keeping up with that. So we create a team. If there's already one there, then we work with that team to create safety for that client in um, financially and where they are now. And then also looking out to the future of, okay, do I think you can uh, safely stay where you are? Do you think you can safely stay in your home? Do you need to downsize? There's, there's just so many facets of working with seniors that uh, I'm, I'm not uh, the Johnny do-it-all. But I know when I see a situation, who they should be talking to, either the people that they already have in place or giving them some referrals of names of people who do those types of things, either uh, placements or downsizing or um, changing the home that they're in to make it handicap accessible or even more senior friendly. So uh, circling back to that, uh, the difference between a daily money manager and a financial advisor, we don't give advice on you should invest in this or you should you know, buy these annuities or anything like that. But again, it's a, a third party looking at their information for their best interest, but not with a, oh, I'm going to um, sell you this or move your insurance over there for my benefit. Okay. And, and it sounds like, you know, you're so much more involved in their kind of day-to-day -day life than what most financial planners or CPAs would would be when I mean, you you know all the little things that are coming in um you know all parts of their life their medical situation all of that that in many cases you know financial planners and cpas just don't know about so yeah and that because that's not on their radar they're they're kind of looking at the big broad picture yeah. and um i'm kind of in the trenches with the person and taking a look at just even small things like well you know you go to this pharmacy and did you know that if you went to the pharmacy two blocks down, that's in network and your medications would cost you this and it would save you this much per year? Uh, a lot of the time it's things that they don't know that they don't know. 
yeah. and it's from the years of experience and, and having seen um, many different policies and, and different situations and different bills, uh, even for like your cable and your cell phones and things like that. Um, just trying to help them to make the money that they saved their whole life work the best way for them to, to make their retirement a nice time instead of time of panic or um, trying to stretch the pennies and just trying to make sure they've got the best possibility of um, their a happy outcome for them. Okay. And, and you, I mean, you find that your clients mostly come, like they contact you or is it something like the kids contact you because mom and dad's a train wreck and it really needs some, we need some help here. Like well, how, how do you find most people come to you? Um, people come from a variety of ways. One, one way that they don't come is you don't advertise for it. It's kind of like, Hey, trust me with helping you with your money. It, it's not, it's, that's not the way it goes. Um, but it is from referral uh, from other professionals mostly okay. where they go to their CPA or their financial advisor and they, they see that train wreck uh, and, and they say, you know, who are you going to call? Uh, you need yeah. help. <laughs> and like you said, the financial advisor is like, well, I can see this is a mess, but I, I work at this you know 30,000 mile level. I need somebody down there in the trenches with them to get all this straight. Uh, sometimes it'll be when it's time to do taxes and the person is like, I have no clue where any of this is because they, maybe start shuffling things around and stuffing them in drawers instead of putting them together. Okay. So it can be, um, I can work for clients or sometimes I work for the power of attorney of the client or even a guardian of the client. We have such a transient um, society now where kids don't move into the house in the same neighborhood with their parents. They may live in Colorado or Florida or California and their parent is here and their parent is not going to move from here to live with them. So they may be power of attorney or guardian or eventually like the PR of the estate uh, and they're out of state and they need somebody here you know, boots on the ground to, to help. And so that's where I, I get my clients can be any, any way from those different uh, variables. Uh, also from um, continuing care communities or assisted livings. Uh, sometimes okay. the, the people that work there, they, these people will go to them saying, I can't balance my checkbook or, uh, I, I lost my insurance and I don't know why. And it's just that that little extra help that if they had family or a relative that was there that had the time and the knowledge to do it, that they could eventually help them work through it. But there's just a lot of people that don't have people to help them or the people that want to help them are um, either out of state, too busy, or there's just too much of that static from the family dynamics. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could see we're in that, that part, especially like our generation, Gen X, you know, we've got our kids are, we've got to deal with them. They're getting college age, all the stuff you have there. And if your parents need help too, I mean, it can be quite a burden um, on people. So they need someone who, who they can trust to help them with, with mom and dad, you know, their finances. It's sometimes that the parents don't want their kids to know that there's a problem because True. they're afraid they'll, they'll come and take all my money and put me in the old age home. <laughs> that I get those kind of calls a lot. And it's like, it's a lot harder to do that than you believe. But yeah. they, they want the help because they want to stay independent and they don't want their independence taken away from them. And that's what a daily money manager can do. It can help them to stay safely independent wherever they choose to live. And then also know that there um, are ability to um, refer 
to if they need to adjust where they're living or move to another place. Uh, sometimes you, you start out working for a client and then they decline to the point where then you start working for that client's power of attorney and so things may change direction. It's, uh, it's a very interesting career and it's always there's always something new from uh, helping people sell homes in foreign countries that they've had for years and they need to get rid of to even just to another state to um, helping them find missing documents. It, wow. It's always fun helping them log out property to gain income from uh, stagnant property that they that they own. Just um, all kinds of fun stuff. Wow. I, I imagine too, you, you probably get called in. I mean, have you ever seen any cases where like a, a senior was being defrauded or, you know, mm -hmm. something crazy like that? You could step in and see it right away. Yes, um, I've been called in by Adult Protective Services on um, a couple of cases. Uh, I've been uh, referred by um, senior centers to clients that they say something's not right, and I go in and, and I find people that have um, forged clients' names on $60,000 worth of checks over a short period of time. Then I work with the assistant state's uh, attorney to help prosecute provide the support document, um, maybe do a, with this, the COVID issue that we have going on, making it harder to meet in person with people, uh, helping them to do a, a testimonial on, say, a, a tablet when you have somebody that's 90-some years old and has never used technology and you're trying to get a, a court statement. That, that, was, that was fun. So, um, wow. But, yes, there, it's a little bit of, like, forensic accounting. When you know something's not right uh, and you look, and you dig this all up and you run it through um, with the attorneys and, and the police and helping them. There's been, especially over the last two years, there's been uh, a lot more uh, cases that I've uh, wow. referred to or been referred to me uh, with the, the fraud. Yeah, because, I, I mean, that's getting to be a, an enormous problem. Um, and sometimes I, I'm sure you've probably even seen where it's family members that are defrauding their own parents. Yeah, the interesting thing is that everybody's worried about the, uh, you know, the Jamaican money scam or the Social Security scam. Um, but the uh, a lot of groups that study this, their studies have, have found that 80% of all um, senior fraud is perpetrated by family members, wow. um, not, not by these outside things that they're telling you to be aware of, like don't answer the phone and things. Yeah. Um, I, I've been doing uh, some helping a continuing care community in this area with a number of their spend down um, applications that uh, they, they have seniors that left and right are being um, scammed by these, which then puts them in a position of needing assistance for their rent. Wow. So it, it, it's, it comes from everywhere, but sometimes working as a daily money manager, I am that buffer between family and the senior. Um, sometimes you'll have family that doesn't want the senior to spend money on their care. And mm -hmm. so by being there and helping them to continue independently, they can. Other times it's separating, say, sometimes it's grandchildren or children from having their fingers in the mom or dad's account to help themselves. And just because there's a third person there that sees it, that that person that's using their parents' funds stops of their own accord yeah. because they know somebody is there to see it. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, and how does it work? Do you have like a limited power of attorney over accounts or do you just 
step in and still have to get the senior to, to sign and agree to everything? Or, or how do you usually handle that? Uh, the way There's different ways that different uh, daily money managers work. Uh, the way that I work is I do not become anybody's power of attorney or guardian. Uh, that way I can always maintain being the um, third party, disinterested party, if you will, so that any decisions that are made are from that senior. And that is a constant vigilance where if I see that the seniors may be um, slipping in their cognitive ability or maybe making some decisions that aren't great, pulling in some uh, other professionals to say, you know, is it time for us to start working at the direction of your power of attorney instead of with you? But um, I do not put my name on anybody's accounts. I don't control their money. I work with them to maintain their independence and have the control over their own funds and guide them for their best options as far as just trying to keep uh, their bills paid on time, looking at anything like insurances to um, some people have been with the same insurance company for 20, 30 years and their premiums are crazy. Mm. Uh, so just saying, you know, when we get a couple of quotes, uh, we get it. And then sometimes talking to their original insurance because they've gotten other quotes, they'll bring their price down. So just okay. helping in various ways, but I don't go and do all that for them. I, I suggest an idea, and if they want to do that, then I help them follow that through. Okay. So, so you know, a lot of people might be nervous about bringing in anybody into their either their finances or children bringing into their parents' finances. Um, do, you, do you have to have certain licensing or bonding or insurance or anything like that to, to be able to, to do this? Mm -hmm. Uh, well, two separate questions about licensing and then the bonding and insurance. Um, I carry E&O insurance um, like CPAs do. Uh, there is no bonding for a person that doesn't have employees. However, I am bondable, meaning that if I were to be court ordered to, say, uh, be the PR for somebody's estate and it required me to be bonded, I can be bonded. It's just as a uh, sole proprietor, you can't carry a bond on yourself saying that, I swear that I'm going to do yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. you are. Um, the other part is um, I carry a couple of uh, certifications. One is from the American Association of Daily Money Managers. I'm a certified daily money manager. Uh, that There's a, a couple of year process for that. You have to be working in the daily money management um, career profession um, for about three years and then sit for an exam like you do for a CPA and pass that. And then there's continuing education that you have to renew every cycle with that to keep up with that. That includes a background check and all those fun things. That okay. the so, other, so, so there is some real protection there for, for people. You know, it's not just somebody says, Hey, I'm going to help you with your finances. A, a real daily money manager has a very vetted process mm -hmm. to we be able to do this. A code of ethics that we must adhere to to maintain yeah. our, our certification. And I also have my certification with the um, Society for Certified Senior Advisors, which is a kind of a broad uh, cover of all the aspects that um, seniors may uh, come across, everything from housing to medical to funeral arrangements um, to estate documents. It's, it kind of is a, a broad cover of the issues that seniors meet. It doesn't mean that, um, oh, I'm going to go sell funeral documents now or do estate documents, it's, it's meaning that I have enough education to help steer people towards the right uh, referral sources to take care of their issues. And that certification also has 
a code of ethics and continuing education as well. Okay. And so kind of asking a question here, because a lot of times I think when people hear this, it'll be the kids who are worried about mom and dad. Like what, what things usually should prompt a child to start to push for getting a daily money manager, some help? I mean, like what are the biggest signs that something, something needs to be addressed here? Uh, when you visit, you see piles of mail or they're stuffed in drawers or you see the yellow or pink envelopes or the late notices or even uh, getting shut off notices or uh, hearing that bills are late or um, if there is conflict in the family over, uh, mom, you should do this and, and mom or dad's not wanting to do that and you're just like, you know, they won't listen to me, but you know they need help, but they won't listen to you. One of the things that uh, happens is that when your parents look at you, no matter who you are and how old you are, in their mind's eye, you still have pigtails and you're like six years old and cute. So you can be the CEO of some major corporation and it doesn't matter because they're looking at you through their, their heart eyes instead of their brain eyes. Uh, so sometimes uh, kids get frustrated when um, when I come in and I help and I say, you know, X, Y, Z, and the parent goes, that's a, a wonderful idea. Why didn't you ever tell me that? And the, and the adult child is sitting there going, I've been trying to tell you this for years. But just hearing the same thing from someone else, uh, it relieves a lot of that that static, that tension between the two. And so it's it's irony at its best that a lot of times the things that the parent ends up doing could be right in line with what the child was saying, but because they have all that tension of the, the relationship, the parent really can't hear it and the child can't really convey it to the parent. Uh, and so I, I, I just create that bridge. Okay. Awesome. Well, great. Well, Cindy, I, I appreciate your time. And, and I just wanted to kind of get the word out there. You know, we, we look at a lot of different parts of finances with, with our blog and podcast, but I, I think this is one area that really frustrates people. If you're a child and you know your parents, like you said, they, they won't listen to you. They don't want either you involved in it or they see you as that little kid. Uh, so it can be very frustrating for the kids, but also just for the, the parents themselves. So, you know, they might know that things aren't going right and, and they're too afraid to ask or, so they now know they have an avenue that's, a very, it's professional, you get certifications, you have studies, you have continuing ed. And I, I just don't think many people know about daily money managers and it's good to get the word out there about it. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I, I appreciate your time. And, and how could people find you if they have questions or if they might need your services? They could Google the name of my com company, Personal Financial Solutions. I have a website at um, pfs-dmm.com. Um, which is personal financial solutions and dash if you have a phone number and then daily money manager. Uh, okay. And they could also give me a, a call, but I'm, if you look on my website, you'll find my phone number. I'm not sure about podcasting it out there. Sure. Sure. That's fine. Okay. Well, great. Um, so again, appreciate your time. And I hope that if anybody has any questions, they reach out to you. Okay. Thanks a lot, Kirk. You have a great okay. day. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this episode of the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast. I appreciate you stopping in. As always, you can find our podcast along with other articles and videos at savingyourselffromwallstreet.com. And now, 
the lawyer say hi. Saving Yourself from Wall Street is hosted by Kirk Kinder. Kirk Kinder is the owner of Picket Fence Financial, a fee-only financial planning firm. Picket Fence Financial is regulated by the states of Maryland and Florida in accordance and in compliance with securities laws and regulations. Picket Fence Financial does not render or offer to render personalized financial or tax advice through the Saving Yourself from Wall Street podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.